It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Here are your idiot hosts, Eileen Regular Hosts, Adam and Joel. Yay! Music! Yay! And the <laughs> I am the aforementioned Joe. And I am the aforementioned after Joe Adam. Yay! What's up, buddy? We are the Movie Dummies, and uh, this week we've got a movie so good. So stupid. It's- so bad, yeah. but so good. It's good. That it has, yeah. uh, it has stood the test of time and lasted through the 90s and given a moron a career. Yes, we're talking about Under Siege. And the moron we're talking about is not Tommy Lee Jones. No. It is Steven Seagal. Steven frickin' Seagal. Steven frickin' I got a Fu Manchu Seagal. What a Nut job. Anyways, uh, before we get into Under Siege, which is going to be a lot of fun, I have a lot of questions about this movie. Um, I I must have been watching like, it wrong. <laughs> you watched it wrong? I watched it backwards. <laughs> I think... Were you looking for hidden messages? <laughs> well, I watched it sober, which I think is like the, the biggest problem you can make with this movie. <laughs> Got to be either uh, high as a kite or uh, three sheets to the wind. Or like Forrest Gump level IQ. Oh, some people would think Forrest Gump was a genius. But uh, I guess he's smart enough. He knew what love was. So that's all I you really need. I know what love is. Love okay. is all you need, right? Mm-hmm. Love is all you need. That's absolutely true. Yeah, because all you need is love. The Beatles told me. Yes. Uh, but as we do before we go under siege with Mr. Seagal and his uh, best friend Casey Ryback, What'd you watch this week, buddy? <laughs> All right, so this week, you know, uh, you, you know, you've thrown out a couple of things that you listen to audio-wise. That's not so much television in the past, and I did. I took your advice and I did the Norm Macdonald comedy uh, stand-up. Uh, what what was the name of that? Just news me doing stand-up. Um, anyways, yeah, and you know, I sat there, and Norm Macdonald has a way to make the like the plainly like obvious funny right he is he a master craftsman things. of the absurd well he's absurd but he does it to natural things oh yeah and it's hilarious it's like he doesn't have to tell you a funny story he tells you a, just a normal story and makes it funny right because life's kind of ridiculous when he's talking about uh how guys think of sex every 7.6 seconds right and he's like no they don't <laughs> that part's hilarious because it's true Right, right. So, but that's what I'm saying. He can just take just normal things and make them hilarious. Oh, yes. But anyways, so I enjoyed that. Let's see. So this week, you know, we watched the, I watched the one movie and then uh, that we are reviewing. 
um, watched the uh, the kind of the it wasn't the season finale, but the last episode of maybe it was the season finale. Lethal Weapon yep. was it the season finale? Um, I don't know. Did you see Riggs go to Mexico? Uh, I saw him take off from Mexico, and it ended with him in Mexico talking to the cartel guy. Then correct. That is the season finale. And then um, and Murtaugh goes on after him. So, yep. yeah. Trish, I got to go do something. You like my Murtaugh impression? Remember, remember our rule. Right. When you come back, come back to me now. You hear? Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, that. I was going to let you hang yourself with that. Go ahead. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a horrible person. Um, so let's see. We watched that. And then uh, that's about all I've watched, man. Oh, that's did, not true. Uh, maybe but you'll re- not. You'll remember in a second when I talk about my stuff. Oh, well, why don't you tell me so I can say it and you can, you can, you can expound on it. You just tell me what I watched. We'll double do it. Uh, first thing I watched was me and the old wife. We blew through the entire season of Iron Fist in like 48 hours. Oh, I did watch Iron Fist. You're right. I didn't go through the whole season yet. So I watched a couple of them. Yeah. I, I haven't watched any of it since Sunday. Yeah, we... We binge watched that sucker. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I personally I liked it. it. It was. Uh, it's I. It's okay. It's pretty good so far. I hope maybe it picks up and gets better. Um. Hmm. It's not bad. You're gonna be disappointed. Oh. <laughs> if you're not satisfied with the level that it's at. I'm it, not satisfied. It's good. It stays. It just... stays at that level. The pace is okay. slow. Um. It's not about a guy being a hero. It's about a guy who already is a hero who makes the wrong turn every single step of the way because he's uh, he's focused on the thing that makes him exactly not a hero. Mm. So yeah. it is a... It's like a coming-of-age story for a man. hero. Does that make sense? What What is it? It's like a coming-of-age story for a hero. Right. Right, right, he's right. got to find Unless, his place does, in the world. Does, by the end, by the end of the season, does he get the outfit? No. Oh, bummer. Because <laughs> that's it, a wicked outfit. <laughs> there's like no tie-in at all to the defenders, which is coming soon, I guess. So there's right. well, they've been setting it up with the Luke Cage and um, the defenders: Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, is it Jessica Jones? Yes, ma'am. Is there one more? No, sir. Okay. Right. See, your gender was fluid just now. I don't know what you mean, but okay. <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, did I trigger you? You triggered me. Good, shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going the right direction at all. <laughs> oh, Feel free to Too use far? that in your everyday life, Too though. Far. <laughs> anyway, so, so okay. I, uh, like yeah, Iron Fist. Fist. I think it is a huge departure from what Netflix has done so far on the the Marvel shows and I think it works for the character. Something different is always good in my book. Uh the next thing I watched was a uh Brian Cranston return to comedy with the movie Why Him. And it's got uh what's his face in it? Franco? James Franco, yeah. Um, was it good? Yeah, it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's plenty funny. Sure. 
Um, awesome. It's it's got enough heart in it to uh, to keep you interested in the characters after you probably shouldn't. Um, some of the jokes you can see coming a mile away. You're like, oh yeah, that's gonna come into play later. But who cares? Uh, Keegan Michael Key's in it, and he's freaking right. hilarious. He's so dang funny in this movie. Oh my gosh. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, watch it. I I would suggest watch it. It's worth it. The next thing okay. I saw is not worth a watch. Don't waste your time. Uh, just let me just tell you, uh, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Right. Is... He, did you have high hopes for that one, Joe? No, but I didn't think I was going to start watching the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. This that movie. Than, what, was it worse? Hold on. Was it worse than um, Ninja Assassin? Oh yeah. Whoa, that's saying something. This is like this makes Ninja Assassin look like Citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> this makes Underworld Blood Wars look like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. I was so angry at Underworld Blood Wars while I was watching it, I wanted to throw something at the TV. Because okay. it was so stupid. And this was even dumber. Um, and the problem necessarily isn't the story, because you're going to get what you're going to get, right? We've seen these Resident Evil movies for the past decade. They're not going to get any better. But you shouldn't let them get worse. And uh, this movie was completely made in the editing room, and it was a mistake. You've got some sections where there's like... 400 cuts in a minute. That's like, that's, it's just too, it's ridiculous. Many cuts. And then Death you, by a thousand cuts. Oh. For sure. And then you find out <laughs> someone died making this movie. Someone got maimed, lost an arm making this movie. Who died? Stunt double. Ooh. And then, Who's? Uh, some dude, I don't know. And then uh, Mia Jovovich's uh, stunt double lost her arm and half her face. Making this movie, so not worth it. Ugh. I'm surprised they didn't like. Well, I guess it's not like the main character, so yeah. Wow. You know, ugh. crushed to death with a Hummer. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, not good. So don't watch it. Um, don't don't watch it. But do watch the next thing I saw. I watched both sections of Chappelle's new Netflix stand-up. Very very funny. Happy to see Chappelle back. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but uh be interesting. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there she is. Stunt double with an arm lost. Yeah, and mm. half her face was gone. They reconstructed well, her whole face. Well, her face isn't looking too terribly bad. No, she said it looks pretty good now, but she says if she picks up her hair, you can see a vicious scar where they put this, you know. They basically did a face off to her. Wow. take your face off. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what I watched. We gotta do that movie one day. (laughs) It's too good. Oh, okay. Not kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Sorry. How did this get made? Already did it. So just go listen to that episode about Face Off, and you'll hear all about face waterfalls and the ridiculousness that is. Did they switch penises? So. Uh, Okie dokie. Oh, I'm gonna add one more thing. I did watch. It was on a Sunday. I watched one more episode of, um. Oh, what was it? It's Netflix and uh, Pen and Dreadful. Do you own a freaking pen and paper? <laughs> I do, I you gotta write do this stuff down. Own, I know I do. I'm horrible with that. But it's like when I sit down <laughs> and watch a television show. I don't think you realize. I I know you realize how busy life gets. Oh yeah. I don't think you realize. Like when I get busy though, like I don't 
and when I'm not busy, I shut down. I'm like, you hearing I this, do. everybody? This is Adam making excuses. No, it's not an excuse. It's who I am. It's not an excuse. It's a flaw. <laughs> this is a character flaw of mine. Adam is broken. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am worthless when I want to relax. Gotcha. <laughs> so. Well, I do the same thing, except I just pull up my phone and I make a note of what I watched. Yeah. And if I don't like it or if I don't want to even want to talk about it, I just delete to that note later. Uh, anyway, so Penny Dreadful. I just couldn't remember the name. I remember what I watched, but I just couldn't remember the name. <laughs> Once again, if I would have wrote it down, it would have been an issue. Yes, I get that. I really like But then that we series. would have missed all this funny conversation of me making fun of you. I'll tell you what, man. That's okay. I got uh, big ears. I can take it. That got <laughs> nothing to do with anything, but whatever. I've got <laughs> big ears. <laughs> I can do it too. Oh, boy. That's funny. So, buddy. That's what we watched. Uh, yeah, go go watch all the crap we watched, and then just tell us how we were wrong. But you okay. know what we're not going to be wrong you about? Want me to go watch his stuff. What's that? Nothing. Anyways, Never mind. you know what we're not going to be wrong about? Uh, what's that, Joe? Under siege. So wrong, it's still wrong. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, but let's just get into it. Um, I'm not going to really go through like all the story because there's just no point. Right, you've got um, struggle, hero, hero, one-liners, and victory. <laughs> Done. Sure. And obscure, like weird female co-host that shouldn't be Why anywhere around there. Why is she in the movie? But we'll go, we'll talk about that as well. This movie takes place in the early '90s. It is uh, set in the same time it was filmed. We've got uh, a Navy ship, the USS Missouri, which was present. And lasted through the bombing at Pearl Harbor, right? And that's what this movie's playing on. It's been 50 years since Pearl Harbor. This is now 1991. George Bush is making a big deal about nuclear disarmament on their surface ships. Blah, blah, blah. We're getting all this in voiceover with a newscaster. And you know... With some great B-line film, B-roll. If your movie begins with a title card or with two and a half minutes of exposition by someone who's not even in the movie, you know it's bad. You know, you're not in for a very good set for the next hour and 47 minutes or whatever the hell this movie was. 28 Days did that, didn't they? Uh, I don't... Two and a half minutes worth? I don't think so. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but that's where we're at, right? We got Seagal. He's a feisty, anti-military type on a uh, on the USS Missouri, right? He's the captain's favorite. Get ready and... for Get ready for the twist. Right, he's a he's a cook. I'm just a cook. I'm not Alec Baldwin though. I'm Steven Seagal. So I want to see you around for puberty. That's right. weird, right? It's so weird. And then we got Gary Busey, who's ten times more insane than he's been yet. And he was in Lethal Weapon, and he was pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, and he is the foil to Steven Seagal. They do not like each other. Mm-mm, right, not at all. But he's the captain's favorite, so Busey's kind of neutered, which makes him even more pissed off. And uh, there's the tension there immediately, and they get into a little fisty fight. And, there's uh, no fist fight about it. Well, Seagal doesn't get hit in his movies. No, he does not. Which is part of his mandate. No one's good enough to actually beat his defenses, so he can't have an actual movie fight. Which leads to him just like dispatching waves of people like he's some sort of highly trained sociopath. It's like insane. 
He's like a superhero in these movies. He's the Iron Fist. He's yeah. Well, the Iron Fist gets the original piss beat out the of him. Original Iron Fist. Freaking, it's so weird. Anyways, before it was the Defenders, it was the Defender, it's, and it was him. It was just Seagal. Uh, <laughs> we do get to see Seagal. a different Seagal than we have ever seen. He is Sans ponytail, because yes. uh, the military would never allow such a thing, even for just a cook. Even for the twist that's coming too. And you notice that he won't wear his navy whites because he only wears oh. black in his movies. Well, he's bucking he's bucking the system sure. too. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He no. hates the system. He's a, he's just a puppet. <laughs> and we also get a dance off in the kitchen. What the hell is up with that? Just so we can get the there's a line at the end of the movie that calls that back. But there's like, they have a dance-off, but they're not really showing any dance moves. It's weird. Right. Cue ball. Cue ball. <laughs> so, it's like you had to have, like, culture in the film, so we're going to throw some in there. I guess. And you get to see that everybody loves Casey Ryback. They're all, like, everybody who's under his command. <laughs> Licking his boots, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, they all love Casey Ryback. I don't know if they know his secret backstory that we're not going to reveal yet. He probably doesn't Twist. talk about it much. But uh, they never, they never do. <laughs> well, no, they find the it in a secret heroes, file. Joe. Anyways, silent. oh, sorry. <laughs> we get, of course, it's a Seagal movie. So what's he do? He picks up a knife and throws it at a target he has in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, what a waste of a chopping block, man! Come on. Well, he's got to keep his knife throwing skills. Nobody thinks that's up weird. Nobody thinks this, that's like this comes back in literally like four minutes. So you have it, to know that he can throw a knife. But that's not weird. Nobody's looking at that guy and be like, tell you, what, I had a guy, I had a friend in school used to set up a box in the hallway and you like use throwing knives on it. And it was just weird. I guess. <laughs> right? it's, like, it's like, are you OK? <laughs> What's weirder <laughs> is why did he have a throwing knife sitting next to his chef knife on a cutting board? Right. It was like he picked it up. He's like, I'm going to throw this. And then cue ball walks into dance and he put it down. Right, but like if he had a, if he was throwing a steak knife, that wouldn't be so weird. But he threw a throwing knife. Exactly. So, I mean, it none of it adds up. But he gets to no, he he sticks that knife in the black, and he's going to use that knife later to dispatch a bad guy. So which, when they go back in the film, it's not in the same spot. Well, he'd been practicing all day at. I mean, walk back. And no, forth and, well, he he's did making the one throw. And they threw him in the brig. One throw threw him in the brig. You don't and when know he got that. Out of the brig, it was in the. It could have been fifty yeah. minutes later. This is movie time. <laughs> So I want to one little small fact. Um, it's really cool. I'm looking through the cast of this, and you know who the commando is in this? The commando. Yeah, it says Kirk Burrows, commando. George Young, commando. Jim Chimento, commando. Craig Dunn, commando. Daniel Dupac, commando. There's a lot of commandos in here. Well, there's over Arnold, thirty. <laughs> Arnold would be <laughs> Arnold would be disappointed that he didn't make the commando cut in this right. film. Well, and, you know, ugh, we're just not going to go there. This movie lacks, like, uh, most of the fun well, that an Arnold movie would have. Like, Arnold kills somebody, he quips. Oh, yeah, I just killed you with a knife, uh, knife to see you. You know, something like that. Right. Th- like, this see, one, Casey Ryback kills you with a knife, and he goes, yeah, I'm so cool. You know, I mean, well, he's... That's the thing. He's like buying into his own machoism, and he can't stop. It's like he yeah. really does. I mean, he's like serious because it's him it fits sure he would never joke about it because he is stone cold but like 
you see Arnold with his shirt off, you go, okay, that guy, you know, he has a right to be a little macho, right? He put in all that work. You see Seagal with his shirt off, and you're like, that's Kelsey Grammer. You know, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Sorry, he's, Kelsey Grammer. He's got a total dad bod. He's, he's not, you know, he doesn't look like someone who could beat you up. <laughs> no. Which maybe is half the point. A keto. Come on, really? Mm. He's a seventh degree black belt trained in knives and sticks and swords. So I'm sure that he can actually, you know, do a lot of the things that he does, but there's no doubt in my mind. And it's kind of fun to watch, but it's just so unrealistic. So we're just going to leave that right there. Um, back to the, my notes here, Gary Busey decides to hawk a giant loogie in his booyah base, which, uh, is gross. Not cool, bro. Not cool. And at this point in time, I noticed that after their fist fight, Gary Busey got a cut on his face, and it's some really bad makeup job. Tell you what, yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah. And he also keeps saying Hawaii, Hawaii. He's saying it weird. It's Gary Busey, dude. But they all say it like that. I don't understand it. I don't know. And then they shove Seagal into the freezer to lock him up for a minute, and then Busey forgets all about his nemesis, and that comes into play later. And he gets thrown into the freezer, and what's he say, Adam? Uh, oh, oh. Come on. Oh, cold day in, another cold day in hell. Yep, that's what he says. Another cold yeah. day in hell. For no reason. Right, like, I mean, you know, ten, 10 seconds ago, he's like the cock of the walk. Everybody loves him. His life is great. And now it's like, oh, well, with me, everybody likes me. Another day in hell. <laughs> if you he know? had just, like, dispatched eight bad guys in that freezer, then you say the quip. It's like there's not even an audience for his little quippy quippiness. He's just like, hey, another cold day in hell. <laughs> he probably just laughed after the camera stopped. He's like, that's hilarious. Oh, I love my jokes. <laughs> As he squints his eyes. <laughs> And then we get the arrival of our comedic relief, right? We get uh, Erica Leniak, Baywatch star, former. Uh, she's actually in Playboy. Whatever month it is, she's claiming to be in the movie. She was actually in Playboy that month, something like July '89 or something. Yeah, it was a Miss July '89 in there the movie, go. but yeah. I didn't know there was any truth to that. Yeah, she's actually Miss July '89. So there you go. There you go. All you vintage Playboy collectors, you can go check it out, I guess. Um, And then we get Tommy Lee Jones being a little crazy. You can see flashes of uh, Two-Face in this performance while he's being Bad Billy, the harmonica player for this band. Right. Right. I wonder if he can really play the harmonica. Does it matter? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I imagine he probably can. I think he's actually musical. So Texas guy like that probably grew up with a harmonica in his mouth. Uh, but uh, immediately after this, we get the scariest sight, and it's haunted my dreams ever since I watched this movie. We get Busey and Drag. Tell you what, yeah, that dude. There's no question why that. I mean, no, there's no question that dude's just weird. Yeah, he's and out of his mind. He pulls off weird. Don't get me wrong. Like he nails it in this show. Like unstable, weird. Yeah, he, it's natural for this guy. <laughs> there's no character actor going on right now. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Yeah, he's he's an insane person. Um, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I'm trying to think about where to start. Uh, and then we're at the party, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, "I'm gonna shoot everyone." So he shoots some guy in the face, the the highest ranking officer on deck. He shoots him in the face in the room. Yeah. Which I guess that guy uh, was the actual 
um, military contact for the movie who was the technical advisor. He used to be a Navy wow. SEAL or something like that. Really? And he's gone on to be okay. a stuntman in a bunch of movies after that. So, Cool. Yeah. Gets shot right in the face. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, and what I love is uh, everybody just falls into line. The military's best and brightest falls in the line. Well, just all they run around fall. in a panic, too. Don't you think if they were the military, they would, like, react differently? You would expect either, it. Either you know. zero reaction, like knowing and... that they have to keep their calm and bide their time, or more of a reaction that would be tactful, not just going, this is ah! the... This is this is the new man's military. I guess. <laughs> Ain't your grandpa's military, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. So the hostile takeover happens. They get control of the the ship. Uh we learn that Bad Billy don't play no games. He shoots everybody. Uh and if you step out of line, I'm gonna shoot you and the guy next to you. Then we get that crazy line after he shoots somebody. Right. And then uh then we get Gary Busey ranting, right? Oh, the captain's been such a jerk to me. I can't believe all this crap. Oh, he says I need a psychological like psychological evaluation. Does it look like I need a psychological evaluation? And he's like half in Wally drag. drag. Freaking lipstick. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, no, no, you look fine to me or whatever he says. Straight me. <laughs> whatever he says. Stupid. And it's at this point, uh, Gary Busey realizes he had an oversight and that he didn't take care of Ryback when he had the chance so he's like let me go take care of Ryback and then Tommy Lee Jones is like nah I got people for that they're gonna be fine two the guys right they, they could take on 20 marines or 100 cooks yeah but uh Ryback is neither we're not, gonna, we're not gonna get there yet we're not gonna get there yet no Twist. we just I know that he's got wait. skills so uh the bad guys go to kill Ryback uh but he kind of kills them first in unglorious fashion. I mean... Right. I mean, he just dispatches these people like they're made of butter. And that knife comes in back into play at this scene. Oh, yeah. He whips the knife, stabs the dude in the neck, and he dies That's conveniently the on the counter without falling down on the ground. He just lays on the counter and stays there. And then uh, he shoots <laughs> the other guy to death, I doesn't he? I that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Kills the other dude. <laughs> Physics has no place in this movie. No, 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 no. We can't have definitely physics. Didn't make, didn't make the cast. No, didn't make the credits. <laughs> it didn't make the physics. editing room. It didn't make the director's <laughs> mind. It didn't. It didn't exist on the stunt team. None of it. We should make a film. We should make a teaser about physics and like how he always gets left out of the credits. <laughs> you know what? That probably exists somewhere. I'm sure if you check Screen Junkies or something, they probably have a supercut or something like that. So you're saying it's a good idea then? It's probably a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I just don't have the uh, patience to uh, take care of such a thing. Yeah. So, um... After he murders the uh, the bad guys who are just trying to earn a wage, I mean they're just guys After dressed in black. You know they're not bad. Just these people have families, man. They're just different. You like remember in Deadpool when he goes to kill that guy and he's like Al. You know, right? he, he kicks him in the face. He's like, say hi to so so and the kids. <laughs> it's just like that. These guys are just dudes just trying to make a buck, anyways. Uh, at this point, we go and Ryback finds the poor poor captain who's been shot to death on his birthday. Oh, and the circle of life. This is the first, right. 
And this is the first time I'm like, he's going to take the time to lay the jacket on the right. captain, right? And, and like, nobody's going to think that's weird, like, if they go back there. But did you notice like, what he did, too, when what? he put the jacket on him? That he folds his sleeves? Well, he he picks it up so the medals are showing. So, like, I want you to be able to identify this without lifting up the coat and, like, desecrating my little grave I made. So you just look at the look at the medals on the jacket and you go, okay, that's the captain. Okay, I'm not going to bother picking up the sheet. That's got to be the captain. Right. Uh, yeah, he's very fastidious about his uh, little burial there. But I guess it shows that he had, like, utmost respect for the captain. Actually, they were in a relationship. Were they? Uh, I don't know, Joe. That makes just... sense. Captain's side piece gets is, put on the ship with them. Captain's, he is the captain's little lady. Well, Cook maybe. my meals. Cook my meals. <laughs> Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know... It is the Navy, right? In the Navy. Yeah, let's not YMCA. start that. Much respect to all of our uh, armed forces, right? Very much so. I'm so so uh, after Ryback finds the captain, he makes a face at the camera, which is supposed to tell you that he's really upset. But what Steven Seagal didn't realize is he made the same exact face he made at the beginning of the movie. and then His face <laughs> constantly looks like he ate a poop sandwich. Right. <laughs> all of <laughs> Or he's constipated, needs some prune juice, something. He's just... It's not anger. It looks like mild discomfort. Where's my Metamucil? You know, like, four days after you stub your pinky toe and you're still kind of, like, feeling a little bit? That's the face he's making. It's it's never serious. Uh, But, you know, we're supposed to understand that he's mad. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's at this time that uh, we get a sweet look at the Phalanx cannon, right? They shoot an F-18 down with it. Right. Like, don't come within 100,000 yards, million feet of our boat, or we'll kill you all with this gun I've got. And then the U.S. government goes, okay, we're not going to come around your boat. Let's send a SEAL team in. That's not around the boat, is it? We're not going to worry about that. And also at the same time, we get some douchebag in a suit comes down into the control center of the government building, I guess, right? Right, and we learn that Tommy Lee Jones is a former spook, and mm-hmm. his specialty is taking over the impossible places that people can't take over. Right, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones has been screwed over by the government, just like everyone else has. What? And, uh, huh? No. Yeah, they tried to kill him to death, but they missed. No, I've never been screwed over by the U.S. government in it. Well. I guess if you were a former CIA operative who murdered a bunch of people for the U.S. government and then for all your hard work they decided to put a bullet in your head, I guess you'd be upset too. I've heard Tommy Lee Jones was a former CIA operative. Oh, yeah? No. (laughs) Uh, I I believe Seagal claims to be. Seagal claims a lot of things, man. Before he became an actor and a. uh, He's like a white choreographer. Didn't he claim he knew the death touch at one time? I don't time? know. He claimed that he doesn't doo-doo in his pants, too, and I just don't see him making it to the toilet in time. Anyways, uh, he was like a uh, stunt choreographer for movies years before he ever got put in front of the camera. And he said even before what? that that he was like a spook and he killed people for the government. 
which is odd for him to claim because he's, his claim in all his movies is that martial arts is a defense, it's not an offense, and that he only ever, he's never the aggressor, right? He's like uh, the Jackie Chan of Aikido. Right. So it's an odd thing for him to be like, yeah, I used to murder people for the government. <laughs> I don't know. This is just a division in his brain I don't understand. Um. So now we're, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from the Erica Eleniak making her first appearance in the movie. All of a sudden she pops out of a cake. Like like high as a kite. Yeah. She got some pills from uh, Gary Busey. From motion <laughs> sickness. Take two. Take yeah, two. Yeah. Call me in the morning. He's never without his roof and all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's Benadryl, man. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, she pops up by the cake, and she's got her weird, gross 90s boobs out. And uh, Ryback's not really interested in any funny business because he's like, like a Ken doll down there. So he takes her and gets her into a commando suit because that's more his style. Okay. Um, And we learn at this point in time, also, not only is Tommy Lee Jones highly trained in the very thing he's doing to this ship, he also has himself a sub where he can fire nuclear weapons from. Oh, not like a sandwich artist? No, 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 no. Not like a uh, teriyaki chicken sandwich. (laughs) Teriyaki chipotle ranchero sub. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'll never eat. Um, He's got a submarine ship that he stole from the Koreans. A ship, huh? Yes. Boat. <laughs> Divey awesome. tube. It's a speedboat. <laughs> Un- underwater mobile. It's got oars and everything. It's, it's metal awesome. giant fish. <laughs> uh, I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> full, of, full of semen. <laughs> Barrel full. Of, Adam made himself laugh with that one, folks. Barrel full of semen. <laughs> oh boy. All right. I'm going to admit something. That was rather funny. <laughs> I'm a sad man. Yeah, so, hey, shoot. Yeah, Steven Seagal knows the Demac. You know what? Like, that would, like, seriously, like, stop shooting. Like, what happens is Steven Seagal sparring with these guys, and he accidentally performs the Demac on somebody. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Our guy's dead over here again. He'd have no reason to use it. He's never in enough danger. <laughs> Commando number 74 accidentally died. And we're about to see why. He, yeah, Commando 74. Uh, did Steven? Steven, I told you about this. Do you think he called everybody Commando? Commando. Commando. So my name's Steven. He seems like the kind of guy that would know everybody by name, but then as soon as they walked away, he'd be like, I could beat him up. He's a dick. You know, he just, <laughs> he just seems so arrogant. He's like fake dude. You know, he's he fake seems dudes. like, yeah. Like he's super arrogant, so he he seems like the kind of guy who would know your name. Like, hey Adam, how's it going, man? Shake your hand, and then you turn around, and you go, "You're a prick. I hate your guts." You know, just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Super right. fake. Um, so yeah, this is where we get to see the dad bod, right? He's in his little white beater. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why is the why who's who's those wardrobe and like who can't talk that guy out of like putting sleeves on? <laughs> Like really, you don't want to go sleeveless, Stephen. You yeah. don't. You well, don't have it. You don't think about the time. Wanna... Other than Arnold and Kurt Russell, was in Sly, right? Who Sly, had the arms right? to pull out of their shirt? 
like Bruce Willis. Um, Bruce Willis was an action star. You know what I mean? Bruce, Bruce yeah. No, who was, uh, well, what's his name? Well, I guess he always co-starred. Um, Chubbs. Chubbs, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan. <laughs> you son of a, yeah. But he's anyway. not in this movie. He's too good for this movie. Carl Weathers. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's Apollo Creed. He can't be in this bull crap. So, yeah, whatever. Dad bod gets rocked. This is where we get the secret file out of the captain's quarters where he keeps uh, all of his side pieces information. And right. Busey's like, yeah, he's not just a cook. Uh, he's a twist. former seal. Twist. Oh, and there's the twist. Man, you reveal that like you did pretty good. You didn't build up too much, but no, you did a good. Like, I don't want to bury the lead too much, but we learned that he's a he's a former seal. He's got seventy five purple hearts in a cluster. He's got a silver star. He cut off forty seven penises while he was down in Panama. Oh my gosh, I think I love him. This is what we get out of Gary Busey, and then we learn uh, also that immediately after this that Seagal is so awesome. He can karate chop a dude so hard in the neck, his heart stops. <laughs> nice. He karate chops a dude in the neck and kills him. It's like John Wick doesn't even wish for something that cool. Well, John Wick is not a master in Aikido. No, so what? I mean, but it was so hilarious. If you go back and watch Imagine the scene. Imagine how pissed. you remember how pissed Seagal would be if somebody killed his dog? <laughs> he <laughs> wouldn't care. Seagal. Picture Steven Seagal in a John Wick setting. <laughs> he wouldn't care if someone killed his dog. He's a cook. He'd chop it up and eat it. You know what I mean? I just see him going to town with the axe <laughs> or with the sledgehammer and the concrete and having a smoker's wheeze <laughs> like three minutes later. <laughs> He'd take one swing and sit down. You know something? This ain't worth it. <laughs> And the, and the sledgehammer to uh, <laughs> July 89. <laughs> <laughs> she she carries I'll, everything throughout the movie. Well, I'll do the killing. You do the swinging. <laughs> right. Oh, he'd get, you know, there'd be the Russian guy telling the story about him in the background. Yeah, Casey Ryback is a man of, uh, yeah, he's sort of focused. Uh, <laughs> he's sort of he, uh He's kind of driven when someone drives him. Uh, oh gosh. I'm not really that Trump afraid Trump. of him, actually. Ten men with the pencil. <laughs> yeah. He picked up a pencil once and got tired. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the story. Karate chop of death happens, to which leads you to the early 90s cell phone. And for kids out there who don't understand, cell phones used to be the size of a suitcase. Right. But this is a little bit bigger because it comes with a satellite dish. It's a sat phone. And, like uh, a car phone? <laughs> more technically good. Well, that's um, what she It says. is a seal line, right? Super, super cool seal line that he knows how to use because he's a seal. Yeah, former seal. And he calls the government with it. He knows the number, evidently. He's pretty good. And he's like, hey, I'm Casey Ryback. And everybody in the room except for one guy is like, oh, it's Casey Ryback. I love that dude. <laughs> Casey Ryback, if I could have anybody on this mission, it'd be him. Good thing. <laughs> In fact, he, he's so awesome, I made him a cook. <laughs> right. And the line, you can trust him, he's a good guy, is actually spoken in this movie. <laughs> In case you were unaware... 
because of his antics punching superior officers, Casey Ryback is a good guy. <sighs> you should have known that because he's the only person on the poster. This is true. So everybody loves Ryback. Um, this is also coming up. He gets this little phone call. They're like, we're going to get you out of there, Casey. But if we don't, we're going to blow you to smithereenies. And he's like, smithereenies? Listen, They're like, smithereenies. We want you to stand still and feed us information. It's like, right. You don't realize what you got here, guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you have can't. an instrument of. Do you ask an instrument of death to stand still? No. Well, Sorry. with this bungling crew of uh, commandos, he could have just sat there and they just would have walked up to him and been like, you know, in a video game when you're standing outside <laughs> of a door and none right. of the other AI characters notice the pile of dead bodies that just keep walking through? I imagine right. these guys are much the same. <laughs> it's so bad that in a scene pretty close to here, he kills the same guy twice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, if you want to go back and watch that part again, there's you know when he's uh, shooting double guns, cross-armed, right. like you would if you were a highly trained Navy SEAL. You wouldn't be aiming. You'd just be like... Right. Uh, he, he walks through the the corridor, and he kills everybody with the double guns, and there's a guy who like falls off the stairs and lands on the ground. He's got a sweet mustache. Well, right. as soon as he runs out of bullets with the double guns, he drops them and pulls his handgun out, and then some guy runs out of the door, and he shoots him, and he falls down the stairs. Same guy. Nice. It's awesome. He doesn't have to aim. Seems to go use the sheer will to guide his bullets. Well, this is part of the thing aim. I was talking about in Commando and in Running Man. Before they realize that uh, looking like an actual you know, person who understands tactics and how to use a weapon is cooler than holding it at the hip and going <laughs> yeah just like see john wick for reference yes it's way cooler but anyways we get seagal doing that bull crap but we're gonna back it up a little bit because we got a guy who made it through boot camp doesn't know how to load his weapon he has, he has to ask <laughs> show, a playboy bunny show me how to use this <laughs> who five minutes ago goes i hate guns i don't want to use a gun i never kill someone or date a musician I'm college, right, right. So, yeah. I'm gonna call this guy Pussfest. <laughs> he gets shown up by nice. a Playboy bunny. Nice. And this leads immediately to the cross-armed Uzi fun. And Uzis were so cool in the '90s. But I mean, have you seen like a Uzi for real in a movie? MP5, MP5, and Uzis were all the rage. Well, you see MP5 still, but like mm, because they can be a tactical play. weapon if they have a stock. You know, they're not right. like Carl Weathers and Predator where they're just shooting from the hip. You know, you got your elbow Shh. at 90 degrees. Shoot your elbow at 90 degrees. Your bicep really pops when you shoot yeah. it like that. <laughs> he didn't lift all them weights for nothing. Right. You know, but Uzis just aren't in movies all that much anymore because they're stupid. I think the last time I saw a movie was when Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis dropped it in True Lies and it killed everyone. And it falls down the stairs right. and just randomly shoots people. That's more believable than some of these, like, action shots. So, <laughs> that's saying something. <laughs> oh, and then we get Ryback. He's figured out the plan. He immediately sees that they're cutting all the I-beam out of the uh, the ship. And he goes, they're building a crane. He knows what's up. They're going to offload the dudes. They're going to load on a sub. Yeah. What? Or, or, or something. <laughs> I meant the boat. Thinking military smartest men, satellites and everything else, like the sub's gone. There's no sub. And right. then like he just throws it out from left field. There's a sub. And he doesn't know that that's what they're doing either. He just, for all he knows, they're really good scrappers, you know? 
He hasn't seen right. the surface of the ship. He doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Anyways. So he, uh, but he does drop an I-beam on some dude's chest. <laughs> right? What a dick. Which, which reminded me, like, of the running man and Arnold's just carrying around the same size I-beam with one arm. I'm like, Arnold could have caught that thing. Could you imagine the poop that would have came out of Ryback's buttocks if he had seen oh Arnold just catch God. the I-beam? Uh, nice try, well. dickhead. Oh, that'd be a great movie. Uh, the movie we'll never see. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for that interjection, dude. Sorry. Uh, I just uh, saw a picture of it. So Seagal starts dispatching everybody with his bare fans and a gun. He just kills everyone to death, snaps their right. neck, he kicks them in the face, throws them down some stairs. What he doesn't do a whole lot of is like the double tap to make sure that they're dead. Right. Uh, he just kind of like, he's so awesome. Just looking at them wrong has them half dead. You know, it's right. like Michael Jordan, right? The victory happened before he ever even walked out on the court. That's how Casey Ryback is. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you guys are all dead before I even got up for breakfast. I made my own breakfast, by the way. It was a delicious, uh, you know, soft-boiled egg. I had it. Just, just oh, it was good. A little bacon. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so he just kills everyone to death. And it, he's, like, the way he dispatches these people is, it's kind of laughable. Right. And it, it reminds me of, uh, remember Jean-Claude Van Johnson where he's like, no, we fight them one at a time because we don't want to get confused. We could kick each other. And it's it's like, no, they would just all come in and beat the living piss out of them. Like, we've all seen the Rodney (laughs) King video. (laughs) You know, we know how that stuff goes in real life. Right. Oh, man. And then we get, like, this is another thing I just don't understand. I don't get it. Like, my brain hurts thinking about it. We get MacGyver Ryback. Because Ryback's an explosive expert. We learned that by listening to Busey talk about his, uh, his uh, secret seal file. He's an explosive expert. He loves uh, 27-year-old women. That's what we you learned. You sound like a really winded George W. Bush when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> like he ran up the stairs. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh my gosh! Uh, he is a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, baby. Ryback. And Ryback is a rocket surgeon. Is my note here? He's doing rocket surgery. He's taking apart the rocket and this, making a bomb. This is what. What would take somebody a normal, like, six hours to perform? He's just, like, willy-nilly, like, hey, slapping it together on a workbench. Do I those people it. have a pot of boiling water? I thought I not. Know. No. And he takes oh, this gosh. warhead. He's got a freaking warhead, right? That right. if he had ma- manufactured some sort of rudimentary slingshot, if he armed the warhead and slung shot it at the sub, it would have sunk the sub. Instead, he takes all of the destructive power and makes the biggest pussy of a bomb you could ever freaking think of that bends some metal bends some metal put he, a hole in it. he disables their bow plane so they can't dive so that way when the seals do come they can start blowing the piss out of them but he he literally could have done better if he just like chucked it at the sub <laughs> you know what i mean Ugh. sunk the thing oh, yeah. stupid oh well he's taking care of the bomb some guy's about to get the drop on Ryback, and the Playboy Bunny girl kills him. Right. So she's ready to date musicians now. There Ryback gets into his frogman suit, which he's used to, being a seal, 
and he swims, 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 like a whale fishy, over to a submarine, and immediately, I mean, this guy sucks. Immediately, some dude on the sub's like, hey, there's a guy over there. Shoot him to death. Right. So they all start shooting at him, uh, which is fine. because This, he's just... is, this is what drives me nuts, right? Because he's in his he's in his seal, whatever. He's a seal, and he swims on the top of the water. What? Well, not just that. What? Like, he's... He's in the middle of the ocean, right? Right. He's in all black. And that guy can somehow see him. There's just no way. Some Somebody's not working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop taking a, a smoke break, you dick. But I saw someone, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Oh. So they all start shooting at him, which is fine, because all he has to do is dive underwater, as we learned from the Mythbusters. Bullets cannot penetrate more than, like, four inches into water. So, right. Even a 50 cal. So all the times right. those people in Saving Private Ryan died underneath the water, uh, a bull crap. I call bull crap. Uh, he throws the bomb into the bow plane. It blows us up. Does what he wanted it to do. Um, Busey says, give me an acetylene torch. I'm going to fix it. And then he doesn't. Right. Then after he actually, he ends up, like, getting out of the water, right? Then he crawls up, and the guy sneaks up on him, and then the chick shoots him after oh, that, that part. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh right. yeah, because he's got, right. he got hooked in the back. And that thing right. looks vicious, dude. That, that looks like, that's a game ender. <laughs> you know? Game over. Game over, man. Yeah, I mean, you're out of the movie at this point. You're halfway to death, but. Old Playboy Bunny is. fixes him up. And that's the funny part. Like, he's happy. And then he's doing the boss fight in, like, 15 minutes. Well, he's like, fighting what? before that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. And, and Inconceivable. Uh, he runs in, and they, they go through the whole... Why do they have... Why can't they just go shoot the guns? They go through the powder. They go through the wadding. They get the... They show you how to get the shell into the thing. It's like, did they really need to show us all this? No, once again, they're showing you something that would take like like an hour to set up to do, right? And like it just happens. It this does it throughout the whole freaking movie when he's making bombs, when he's like Stupid. taking apart warheads. It's like everything that I take a lot. I think he literally has like forty working hours an hour. <laughs> and he does it all in like one night. It's like amazing. Uh, that guy needs to be a contractor. I don't uh, think he. I, I think he's doing exactly what he needs to do and not be in movies anymore. Right. So, oh, he's in movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, not any I'm watching. Um, they get the five inch guns going and they they sink the sub. And uh, Bad right. Billy's he he stands outside. I don't know, ten feet away from the gun as they shoot it, and he gets blasted onto his can, holding his ears, going ah. What's the guy do? He stands right back in the same spot again. And lets the gun go off again in his ears just to watch the sub blow it up. And then the freaking moron, he loses his gourd a little bit, starts talking about cartoons and. Right. Just, oh, I love uh, Wiley Coyote and uh, the freaking uh, Yosemite the, the Sam and the shrimp, the shrimp with the pistol the... shrimps, and he's going to shoot somebody. And, oh, I, it's my Saturday morning cartoons. And, and everyone's like, okay. He's like, you can leave now, and they all kind of just go, which is just setting up uh, the boss battle, right? Right. And uh, Steven Seagal makes his way lazily, as he does. You know, he's not in a hurry to get anywhere. But on the way, he gives a little homage to the Sways. Did you see what he did, Adam? To the what? He gives an homage to the Sways. 
What's a Swayze? Swayze. Oh, Swayze. No, what do you do? There's a Roadhouse uh, reference. He rips some dude's throat out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, did he just rip his larynx out? Just... Like, what? He did a Roadhouse did. throat rip, that. bud. I, was, I did. I thought this like Swayze. I was like, I thought of Roadhouse. I was like, <laughs> no. I wish <laughs> if this movie knew <laughs> what it was making, he would have turned to the He's screen a... and said Roadhouse. He's the original McGruber. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't sully McGruber's name. Oh, man. Uh, and then, uh, like, okay, so the boss battle happens, right? We get Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal for the epic battle that, that ever was. They have a little knifey-knife fight. And then they go, do I know you from somewhere? Like, yeah, you know me from somewhere. But that's all they tell you. There's no right. more to it. You know what's funny? Like, I, I watched this movie years ago, and I could have swore, like, moving up to it, I was waiting for this part and for the dialogue that happened, like, one trained the other or, like, something like something, that. I could have swore anything. that. I could have swore, no, but that's the thing. I could have swore that dialogue happened the first no. time I saw it. Because I'm like, <laughs> but I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm that's how many. That's how cliche a lot of movies are. Probably have seen that like thing a billion times, right? Right. Like, and you uh, just yeah. you did it in your own head because it never made sense to you. Like, yeah, of course they trained you. You know, Tommy Lee Jones right. trained him. That's how he's so good. Nope. There's no explanation for how they know each other, why they know each other, where they met each other. Was is Tommy Lee Jones the reason why uh, Casey Ryback got boned in Panama? Uh, you know. Why? None of it makes any sense. Okay, and it's not about to get any better. They have their little knife fight. Of course, Seagal takes no damage, <sighs> stabs Tommy Lee Jones like 45 times in little tiny cuts. And, and then... he just does a dick move, dude. He, like, gouges his oh, eyeball yeah. out. That's not cool. Thumb in the eyeball, knife in the top of the head. That's you are not, not walking cool. away from that. Eyeball. Like, I can deal with, like, the knife in the top of the head, but the thumb in the eye, not cool. Not cool. I mean, we get the Not, Walking Dead now, right? You get to see people shove knives in people's heads all the time, but it was pretty rare in 1991 to see someone stab a knife into the top of some other dude's head. Pretty, pretty uh, wicked, I guess, at the time, but also stupid. What movie was it? What, what movie was it? Somebody stabbed the knife in the top head and snapped it off. <laughs> like, the knife is that breakable. What was that? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I won't be able to think of it right now. Oh, Hit man. us up on Twitter when you know the answer. Yeah, tell us At what movie that dummies. was. Um, okay, knife fight, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Before that, Tommy Lee Jones had shot off two nuclear missiles at Honolulu, Hawaii, as uh, Gary Busey would say. But, you know, Gary Busey's dead because he was on the sub that they shot. I don't know if I ever said that. Maybe. I don't know. He was on the sub when it exploded. I would have loved to see Seagal kill him with his bare hands. Could have had some sort of quip about how he never hits a woman and then kicks him in the nuts. (laughs) anyways uh so the missiles are headed towards honolulu um one of the f-18s that was dispatched takes out one of the missiles but the other ones just they just couldn't get to it in time so who's got to save the day no one other than casey ryback of course and they're like there's no immediacy here right like you get the sense of urgency like there's a nuclear weapon steven seagal's kind of like all right read me back the numbers (laughs) he's just and the timer on the screen shows uh-huh. like three minutes. So, you know, it's not your typical right. movie where you're like, 10, 
Nine. Hurry up, Casey. Eight. Seven. Seven seconds, McGruber. No, there's none of that. <laughs> there's none of that. Right. He's just like, all right. Uh, so we got seven, two, five, eight, two, six. Is that right, guys? He's like, yep, that's right. So he punches it in. He's like, okay. There we go. Uh, all right. Hit the numbers. And we hit enter. We're going to wait 10 more seconds for it to fall into the ocean. All right. We got 10 more seconds. Let's go. Timer's down to three minutes now. We got plenty of time. Okay. Uh, splash. Oh, you saved the day, Casey Ryback. Oh, <laughs> with only three minutes to spare. You're just the man, Casey. Amazes as in. Just not a lot about this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, so then we get the scene on the deck where uh, all the guys have been freed from the faux castle, which we never mentioned. Uh, that's where they were all locked and. They yes, turned on the sprinkler systems, and they were going to drown them. Never even got close. There wasn't a scene where a guy's, like, putting his lips up to the top because he's they're all about to drown. Nope. They got a little wet. That's it. Right. There's just no immediacy yes, in this sir. movie. But we get Ryback. He's the hero. Fully recovered from his injuries by now. He looks fine. Um, Keyball comes out and says, Show me your moves, Casey! I don't know what kind right. of accent that was. And then uh, Casey's like, oh, as a former rapist, I've got one for you, and starts kissing Erica Leniak. She's okay with it. It's okay. It was in the 90s. Women didn't have any uh, sort of rights back then. And, uh, wow. yeah. Yeah, consent didn't exist back then, Adam. Don't think it did. Okay. <laughs> it's just starting dark. Uh, did you watch the same movie I watched? Cause that's all I saw. And then we get a epilogue to the movie. Ryback finally dresses up in his uh, dress blues, for he is not just a uh, cook anymore. He's back to being a seal, which is why he gets to wear the blues. And then the most unexplainable thing in the entire movie happens. Um, I want to ask you, did you notice it? No. You get maybe two-tenths of a second on the screen of something that I can't explain. What? The Playboy Bunny is on the deck with him. Lined up with the rest <laughs> of the sailors in uniform. Maybe she decided to join. Because what's the, what's the Navy slogan? It's not a job, it's an adventure. Right. So this is, what, months later after she's gone to boot camp, got her assignment, um, somehow got placed on the same ship as Casey Ryback, right? Right. Which is a retired ship. They, that was part of the plot of the movie. They were retiring the Missouri. Um, go ahead. Tell me how that any any of this makes sense. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> doesn't. So they just took a Playboy bunny, put her in a uniform because she was tired of wearing the commando outfit, and it looked good for the photographs. Or I don't, dude. I just don't understand what is happening. <laughs> yeah. What is I'm happening? <sighs> no idea. Yeah. So uh, the best part of, of the movie happens right now, the credits. The best part of the movie. <laughs> this is, this is where the crap is physics. <laughs> Not in the credits. <laughs> Not in there, bud. Wasn't in the movie either. No. <laughs> Not even an honorable mention. And like the part at the end of the credits are like, we'd like to thank. Nope. Not even physics. <laughs> what I would like to say before we get too much more into it is believe it or not I like this movie <laughs> uh, no I'm with you like I'm hearing you do all the commentary we're bashing it pretty good but I was like man I really enjoyed watching this again <laughs> I'm like this is myself 
tell you one of the reasons I really like watching it was Tommy Lee Jones. I really like his. I dig his character in this. He does a good job. I'm not saying it's like a good character. No, like but he's he's watchable in everything that right. he does. Right. You know, even when he was ridiculous Two Face in the worst Batman movie. Um, no, it's not the worst Batman movie. I'm just kidding. He was watchable, at least. I mean, he was insane. I think he didn't understand who Two Face was, but that's fine. He went for it. Right. You know, man of the house, the homes, the homesman. He's good in every movie he's in. Right. He's good. No country for old men. I hate that movie. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not a Coen Brothers fan, and I catch a lot of crap for it. From whom? People who are like, oh, you like movies, but you don't like the Coen Brothers? You can't like movies without liking the Coen Brothers. You just need to look at them and be like, who? <laughs> no, because I respect them. I understand they make good movies. I just don't like them. No, I just mean to egg on the people that say it. Nah, I'm not into uh, childish things. Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Should be a female teacher in Texas then. Hello. Okay. Because they keep banging their students at them. Um, c- question, Joe. Yeah. Say that again slowly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I okay. don't wanna. You can't make me see. <laughs> Peer pressure doesn't work on me, bud. <laughs> Did it finally come full circle and click? No, I understood what I said while I was saying it. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Mm. Um, make a mental note to cut that out. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're at the end of the movie, Under Siege. Um, yes. I'm surprised Steven Seagal let someone actually say they directed this movie or wrote it. Or, Other than himself. Yeah, I'm sure like, I'm sure if he had his way, it'd be like, Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal's friend. <laughs> they wouldn't even put, like, Tommy Lee Jones on there. A guy Steven Seagal liked and wanted to hire. Right. You know, Gary Busey, the guy Steven Seagal hates. <laughs> Ugh, it'd make more sense if that's what it said. He's an arrogant dude. But... Uh, rightfully so. This is his biggest hit, right? Oh, um, that one I'd say hard. No, not hard to kill. What was the other one where his family's all killed, murdered? That I was a pretty big one back in the day. Above the law. Above the law. That yeah. was another huge one. I, yeah, but I think this is obviously his that biggest one. And this hit. one this, kind of propelled. Yeah, this is what turned him into yeah, yeah. some sort of star. Why? I don't know. He. If he had any sort of like humility, I'm sure he could have done it, you know. But eventually, the only movies you're going to be able to make are have DMX in them, and we all know what happened to DMX. But <laughs> I guess was Jet Li in the same movie as him once? Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. Okay. So Jet Li even slummed for a whole movie. But <sighs> Jet Li never slums. Don't ever say that again. He slummed. He doesn't slum. Have you seen Cradle to the Grave? Stop. Yeah. You're going to have to accept it, buddy. Mm, you're and a horrible just, person. You're just going to have to accept the fact that Jet Li <laughs> made a really bad movie once. Was that who stabbed somebody in the head and snapped it off? Was it Jet Li? <sighs> um, 
No. It's uh, going to drive me nuts. All right, keep going. Sorry. I'm like a dog with the bone with this bad boy. I just can't like let go of it. Because the sheer strength it would take to snap a knife right well, off after you snap it. What if it's not full tang? What if it just if it's one of those cheapo knives? It wouldn't be it's that hard. Full tang. <laughs> it wasn't tempered right. At you didn't the shop. think about that, did you? What if what if it's a crap knife, right? Where the they full handle quench, is plastic. They quenched it. They quenched it in water. <laughs> Anyway, anybody who watches Fortune Fire would get that reference. So only you. Great. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's finish this stupid talk, okay? Under Siege, um, it has its moments, yep. right? There's a throat rip. There's a rapey kiss. Uh, you get Gary Busey and drag. We get a crazy Tammy Lee Jones, right? Right. What more right. can you ask for except for maybe plot, acting, and... <laughs> what more could you ask for except for a very well done movie? <laughs> well, I mean, the plot's not even the worst part of this movie. No, it's not. It's just it follows the, it follows the heroes the the, the hero uh, routine. But who put the stupid loading the five inch gun scene into the script? Like we're gonna spend that? We get two and a half, three minutes of voiceover at the beginning. I it's mean, like Battleship. Like before, just, Battleship was Battleship. They waste so much time in this movie. I mean, you could have had him kill fifty guys if you just cut out some of the bullcrap. Right. And that's what we wanted to see, right? We wanted to see Steven Seagal kill fifty dudes, thirty dudes, twenty-seven right. dudes, whatever it is. And he does so in like the most inconsistent fashion. Four guys come up. He karate kicks one dude in the face, breaks the neck of another dude, takes the gun out of the guy's holster, shoots the other two guys in the face. No problem. Can't swim forty meters. Without being seen. You know what I mean? Right. It's just <laughs> his skill level varies. He can take apart a missile, get all of its explosive uh, parts out of there, make a bomb out of a backpack. Weakest bomb on earth. Right. It's like two steps forward, two steps back. So all that being said, I guess, uh, what do you think, Adam? Uh, what would you rate it? All right. So I'm going to rate this. Um, I'm just going to rate it one way because I already said I enjoy it. Sure. So, I mean, I'm going to watch it again someday, but uh, <laughs> because of how it is, because of what they do, i got to give this a 3 out of 10. I think that's fair. Yeah. Now, if I did my whole what would I give it, well, you know I'd give it more, but, I mean, to be, like you said, to be fair and to put this against every other movie in the history of movies, it's got to be a 3 for me. So, um, it lacks a lot. <laughs> a lot. Right. Um and I think um, in the realm of what we try to do here, as we were talking before we started recording, there's bad, good movies. There's good, bad movies. And this one, like, rides our little demarcation line. It's a, it's both. It's a bad, good movie and a good, bad movie. So I think the max, even, like, I could give it just on my enjoyment level is a five. But I, I'm going right. to stick with you and give it a three, you know? Because, like, a bad... A bad good movie would be something I don't know. Not quite Commando. Commando, I think, is a good example of a good bad movie. Right. You know what I mean. But the, oh, yeah. this movie's not good enough to be a good movie. It's not bad enough to be a bad movie. Just sitting there, in no man's land, where you don't want to be. <laughs> you know, it kind of takes the fun out of it because, like, when you're watching Commando, 
he throws a circular saw blade and chops a dude's head off like scalps him. Now you're you know you're in for a treat. Yeah, you got skills. What you gonna? You know, it's that type of stuff makes like when the chick shoots the uh, rocket launcher the wrong way and blows up a phone booth. You're like, okay, I'm in for some fun. But this like Steven Seagal sucks the fun out of this movie because of his uh, unwillingness to like play ball. You know what I mean? He he's created this world for himself, right? And um, he's unwilling to leave that serious, macho, like I really am, like the god of my universe kind of role. And the crazy thing is, it's a joke, but he's not willing to be in on it. Yeah, you get it. And like, that's there's no self awareness. He needs to do what Arnold does, and he needs to do what Jean Claude Van Damme does, and even Bruce Willis from time to time, and these other these other people that came across as macho. Uh, Stallone doesn't do it. Stallone's just a different style, um, but they're willing to be in on the joke that is the stereotype of what they what they're known as, right? right? And he's a stereotype, but he's not willing to pay homage to that through anything other than dead serious like um film shooting and it's just like okay right well. he's paying no respect to the movies that came before him he's like i didn't stand on the shoulder of giants they're gonna stand on my shoulders you know right well in the end that it's like he's almost like trying to rewrite what it right. what works and it just you know there are some diehard seagull fans that that actually fall in line with this but the majority that's why he doesn't make films anymore because nobody wants to see somebody that's just constantly always serious, that is always like, um, that is, the mono. He's monotone. Sure. In every film he does, and I know he thinks he comes across as. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I know he thinks he comes across as like, uh, um, you know, always serious, always in control, and like calm tempered and centered, right? But it's just like, all right, guy, that it doesn't work for you anymore that's why you're doing a and e shows on cops right <laughs> yeah well like he wanted to do what it took what 25 years to do till they make could make john wick like i think the character of john wick is everything steven seagal wanted to be right but what he didn't understand is is that keanu reeves is in on the joke he understands where they the him and the filmmakers they need to understand like where the humor needs to be you need to have some levity because if you're just watching some dude parade around and just slaughter people you're watching essentially the ravings of a psychopath and that's not what you want like john wick is not a good guy he's a very bad man but we get pulled right. into his emotional story because he didn't want to be that bad man anymore right you know and like it's the inverse of the movie watcher. We all wish we could, you know, be as bad as John Wick is, but we're not. He just wants to be us. We just want to be him, and we have this relationship with him. And Steven Seagal, if he met you, he'd he'd you get the sense that he would just karate chop your throat and kill you. Like he doesn't care about you. He wouldn't care about his dog that got killed. You know, he doesn't even care about Erica Leniak. He just just wants to get through cooking his stupid meal and murdering bad guys. He doesn't really. You know what I mean? Right. He got more upset yeah. when Gary Busey spit in his soup than when a dude hooked him in the back with a grappling hook. Right. <laughs> or when he found his cap, found his captain. Right. Right. And made his so I mean, face. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, no, I I agree. 
I think a three is very gracious in the whole scheme of it. I don't want to say gracious, like you said, it's fair. I think it, I think it um, might might even be harsh because they're like if you think about it, if you just if well, I guess if you don't think about it and watch this movie, it, it's okay to watch. Um, there's like he is good at fighting on screen. You can't take that away from him, even though he's rocking a dad bod and he doesn't get punched in the face at all. You know, the way he dispatches these guys is kind of fun to watch, right? Absolutely. You know, you just wish it would be less, I don't know, less serious? Less. You know what I mean? It's just not It's not as fun to watch as you'd want it. Right. I don't know. Maybe we're just splitting hairs over He needs to do what Eminem has done. Oh, yeah? Tell me more. I'm just saying, like, Eminem... Always serious, right? He's a very straightforward, high-strung dude. And then when he did, um, he's even willing to fall out of line with this stereotype. And when he did the show with Franco and um, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. what show was that? What movie was that? I don't know. Seth Rogen, um, James Franco and Seth Rogen. Um, the interview, Pineapple uh, Express. Yes, the interview. And they had Marshall Mathers in there. And, like, he's sitting there. He's being Steven Seagal in his demeanor. And uh, and he's, like, just talking about his problems. You haven't seen the interview? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he comes across yeah, yeah. and he's like, oh, you know, I had a rough life. And, you know, I just have that. And I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I remember that now. And then he goes, oh, no, I'm a flaming homosexual. Uh, probably because <laughs> I like guys. I'm I'm uber gay, right? <laughs> and like you know, it was such a straight face. He's in on who he is, right? And that made it awesome. As Steven Seagal would do that, um, he would he would he would have continued making better movies, or at least well, he would have made a what good Under movie. Siege was <laughs> what he could have made a good movie. Exactly, he could have built off of what Under Siege allowed him to do, right? Sure. Um, or at least what Under Siege could have been a ticket. If you would have like embraced that even a little bit somehow, some way, and even take a punch in the face every now and then, right? Sure. And it's like he could have done so much better than what he did. But well, an action star, the movies I are like usually. Yeah. But the movies like Lethal Weapon, it's about a slow climb to the top, right? You have You have to like, you crawl up a few feet, someone kicks you down a little bit. And the, the hero has to overcome something. Steven Seagal starts right. at the top, stays at the top. He like just plays King of the Mountain. Like the end of uh, the one with Jet Li where he's like, you know, just beating everybody up and kicking them down the hill. That's where he, he begins on top. Right. And it's it's like, well, there's no journey. <laughs> We're going to circle back around 360, end up where we started. No big deal. Right. And you just wish that there could be like a journey, right? You want to take a hero's journey? Watch him grow as a person, maybe. Nope. Nope. Starts out on top, stays on top. That's Steven Seagal for you. Right. And if he, you know, he's playing against, he's not playing against type. He's he's taken the whole movie and he structured it against type. Like, the whole movie should be different, but it's got to be Steven Seagal's way. And you're right. If he had been more aware of what these movies were, and about how they're supposed to be made, and about what tradition might tell you, they might be more fun to watch. Yeah. But, you know, this movie gives us Tommy Lee Jones. I, I think, you know, obviously the guy would have been a huge star anyways, right? 
but right. this movie directly led to him being in The Fugitive, which is directed by the same guy. And without The Fugitive, I don't think we have, you know, Tommy Lee Jones, right? Uh, I mean, it definitely helped propel his career more. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, I, I kind of believe that he would have became whoever he was, but, I mean, The Fugitive is a right. giant stepping stone for him for recognition yes. into how yes. good he is. It was a progression. It was a progression to where he's at now. I mean, definitely. So For sure. And he's good at all different types of stuff and comedy, action, drama. I don't know. If, has he ever been in a horror movie? Don't know if I've ever seen a Tommy Lee Jones horror movie. That'd be pretty funny if he saw a ghost. He just wouldn't react. Ah, uh, it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, that's Under Siege. We both give it threes. It ain't worth more than a five. But at the, at the very end of it, we say watch it. You know, I mean, make fun of it. This isn't a movie you laugh with. This is a movie you laugh at, and it's still worth watching. Right. Right. I would agree. I think you set at it perfectly. Perfect. Yes. Now, next week is a movie I haven't seen. Adam has seen it. He assures me it's good. It's got four and a half stars on the Netflix. So if you all want to watch it's it. A it's a good, you say a, a bad. A good, it, bad movie. It is a good, bad movie. Yes. That's, that's, and you can tell me if I'm right on my estimate. Right? Oh, we are going to talk about it at length next week. And, you know, if you guys have seen it, hit us up. Tell us what your thoughts are on it. It's called Turbo Kid. I've never and heard of it until an Netflix. hour ago. <laughs> and Netflix might be the only place you right. can find it. Uh, I'm not sure. But, uh, hey, it's there. Borrow your yes, uh, your brother's password and <laughs> whatever. Watch some Netflix. Watch Turbo Kid with us. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. It it looks horrible, but it has a high rating, which gives me high hopes. Does the it gives me high hopes. <laughs> uh, yeah, gonna move the rubber tree plant now and poop in it. Yeah. So next week, Turbo Kid. This Peace. week was Under Siege, and uh, it was fun, buddy. <laughs> and if you have any fun. idea about what the hell Erica Aleniak is doing in a sailor's uniform at the end of the movie, please write in. I do not understand what's happening. <laughs> nice. I've been thinking about this all week. What is wrong with that stupid girl? Why is she right. standing there? Why would anyone allow this? <laughs> oh, she stole some valor, man. We gotta, we gotta get to the bottom of it. I think uh, some things are just never to understand. <laughs> this isn't some like the meaning of the mean. universe, bud. This is why is she wearing us? Anyways, let's just let it go. You tell me. Anyone, anyone out there listening, <laughs> tell me why in the world that happened. But until then, uh, you know, for Adam, I'm Joe. And for Joe, I am Adam. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will, you going to uh, say it? No, you're going to say it in your best Gary Busey. Gary B- I can't do Gary Busey. Just, you just kind of can't get your tongue in your mouth. <laughs> I can't do Gary Busey. So I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it in Adam's fashion. Oh, okay. Yay, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Busey voice needs to work. I don't know Gary Busey voice.
I'm horrible at impersonations. You got douchebag down. Spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.